Hello, everyone. This is the Dadcast, and today we've got something a bit different for you. For many,、yeah. many, many months, <laughs> episode one has been lost, and we finally found it on an old hard drive. So we're going to play you that first episode. So, Richard,、um, you've not heard this episode for probably about no, three、not. years. No, I'm looking forward to hearing it actually again. I really am. The sort of the memories of it was just that we were quite,、um, I don't know, sort of quite nervous actually. We had a list of things to do and, and we, we kind of stuck to it, didn't we? Whereas now we just sort of ramble. Yeah. <laughs> I think we even sort of worked out, we discussed what we were going to talk about and、yeah. then we put it into、yeah. an order, didn't we? We kind of like, okay, well, you do that one、yeah. and then I do this and then you do that. And then,、uh, whereas nowadays we just sort of chat and it all kind of comes out for the better or for the worse, who knows? It, we sort of, the idea is though that we covered certain stages of pregnancy, didn't we? Yeah. So the first episode was about finding out that we were pregnant and then it kind of went on into like the birth and then the first poo and then the first, I don't、mm. know. <laughs> I don't know, doing the nursery and all that kind of stuff. And then we kind of quickly ran out of those stages and、uh, became a bit more freeform. But what's really noticeable, we're going to play this in just a minute, but what's really noticeable is how serious we are at the beginning. It's like we're doing Radio 4 or something. It's like, hello, and this is the Perkin Man Dadcast. Today we have something very serious to talk about. Very serious. Being a father. Yeah, it was just like really kind of formal. It's like Mr. Chumley Warner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, there was something else noticeable. In the first minute of the show, even the first 30 seconds, we used the word, I think we each used the word banter once, which just sounds dreadful. Just speaking seriously and going, and on the show, we're going to have some banter. <laughs> That's not even something we usually say, is it? No, not at all. It's not something we say. No, it's just so <laughs> odd. I'm just the way that we say it. it so seriously. We would have some banter. <laughs> have some banter. One thing actually、oh. that was quite sad that I heard, because I listened to it、uh, last night, and th- there's one thing we talk about finding out that we're pregnant. And one of the things is、uh, Rachel gave me a badge, which is a baby on board badge. So she wrapped it up and it was in Christmas. It'll be on the show in a bit. But what I didn't mention at the time was actually that was something that I had given her when we were pregnant before. And、ah. it hadn't ended well. It had been、mm, like a, quite、mm. an, you know, an early, or not, not an early, early, but it had been a, a, a miscarriage. But it didn't feel right to talk about it straight away.、Oh, but, I, okay. but I think it's important that people do talk about it. And maybe on another episode, we can talk、yeah. about that. Issue、uh, yeah. more. It feels, it feels now that we've got a couple, now we've got a couple of kids, it feels easier to talk about. But I think it's important that people、yeah. do talk about it at any stage. It's something that's always been a kind of a real quiet kind of thing, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So,、um, I agree. I agree. So, when that comes up, you can probably sense now you know that you can probably sense a little、yeah. bit of sadness in my, in my voice when I say, Oh, yes, Rachel gave me that as a gift. Thank you.、Yeah. <laughs> Hang on, I, I gave you this last year, and why are you re gifting、yeah. it? That was the main problem. It's <laughs> a, re- a re-gift. <laughs> <laughs> and、yeah. actually, Perky,、uh, am I、uh, right in, in thinking that we ended with a song? We did. Oh, we've got to do more. We, we did one. I know. We've got to do more. I'm looking forward to listening to this. I really am. The song <laughs> does stand up, so make sure you listen right to the end, kids. It's a,、hey. a cracker of a song. Also, there was one other thing, one final thing. That,、uh, there's a glaring mistake in the, in the show. <laughs> And at one point, I talk about something that I'd read in one of the newspapers, and I said it's in a proper newspaper, the Daily Telegraph. And that's since been disproven many, many times. So、uh, I apologize for that glaring error in Dadcast episode one. But,、um, but yeah, enjoy. I mean, I think, I think it stands up. There's a lot more useful information in it than the rubbish we churn out nowadays. <laughs>
Well, without further ado, here is episode one of Dadcast. Hello and welcome to the Perky and Man Dadcast, a show for anyone who's a dad, anyone expecting to be a dad, or anyone whose partner has suddenly developed strange cravings. I'm Alex Perkins. And I'm Richard Mann. We're both dads, and although we don't profess to be experts in fatherhood, we'll be sharing stories, banter, and at least one or two bits of practical advice each episode, such as... When your child first starts to spell, make sure the first word they can spell is terrorist. So they don't get a visit from the police like that 10-year-old did who said in a school report that they lived in a terrorist house. It's really important. You are listening to the Perky and Man Dadcast. Hello and welcome. Uh, This is Alex and Richard, uh, Dadcast UK. We're going to be discussing, as we've said, what it's like to be a dad. Um, It's going to make this a bit relaxed. Uh, We're going to swap stories, a little bit of banter have a bit of a laugh and hopefully a little bit of advice as well. I mean, the the interesting thing is that we're both doing this remotely. So we're both in our studios um, and with the the wonders of technology, we're uh, we're FaceTiming each other. Obviously, there are other uh, sources of uh, connecting through the Internet. Connecting through the Internet. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So you're Um, in Bedford, aren't you? You're up in Bedford. Yeah. yeah, And I'm down in uh, in Surrey. And Mm. uh, yeah, we're doing this. Remotely, we've got each other on little screens, and so we're having a little watch. But we're yeah, we're going to do some anecdotes of our lives as dads. Yeah. Any uh, stories that happen throughout the weeks? Any um, yeah? Any any poo disasters and things like that? But we also want your anecdotes as well. So we'd love if you got in contact and um, got involved with the show. It's it's really simple to do. Follow us on Twitter at Dadcast UK, uh, Facebook forward slash Dadcast UK, or Dadcast UK at gmail dot com. It's all very simple. I, yeah, and I think that's the point, isn't it? We want other people. We've, we've got stories, but we need other people's really because uh, you know ours are in the end. Uh, limited and uh and because you know, we're the, such wonderful dads uh, there's not been many disasters yet a couple not at all you'll hear a of a few disasters but yeah, not that many just, at the moment just a few so we i mean uh, we've got you know our history we're both actors essentially we're trained as actors and we've got a bit of history um we did a couple of shows over 10 years ago uh perky man are squatting and perky man are spooked which went up to the edinburgh fringe and then they toured around the UK over to Ireland. We we had a, we had a good laugh with them, didn't we? Yeah, really and, and we just thought we wanted to continue it um, through something else. And we've just, uh, you know, I've recently become a dad. My little daughter Matilda's uh, nearly five months old. Um, Richard has got a slightly older daughter and also yeah. a, a newish daughter as well. So yeah. it's uh, it's all a big uh, it's all a big learning curve. But we're just hoping to to, to do this every now and again, maybe every couple yeah. of weeks. And um, sort of see how it goes. But yeah, Perky and Man Dadcast. The Perky and Man Dadcast. Holding your hand and getting you to push through the first few years of fatherhood. Dad hacks. What are dad hacks? Stuff that dads do to make their life and their children's life easier. So they can create something. They they make something out of I don't know wood and elastic bands and things like that. Okay, uh, maybe, okay. Maybe a way of same. Sometimes saving money. Sometimes shortcutting. Sometimes you just got a great idea and you think, do you know what? This isn't out there on the market, and I could do this here and now. And it's a manly um, thing to do as well. I think that's the point, isn't it? It is a manly thing. You you want to sort of create something. You want to build something. And let's be honest. Sort of for that first nine months. Uh, you've not really been doing that much, have you? So I think sometimes when the when the the child comes out, you're like, "Come on, let's do stuff. Let's make things, and let's let's show that I'm actually I'm actually not useless." You know. Yeah, and the more things you can make, then the less um, hard plastic 
things you've got in your house, which is very good. Yeah, we'll, we'll pick up on that plastic stuff. Note, note, note. Okay, so I've got one. I'm just going to kickstart off with one. And there are loads out there. And what would be good is obviously for people to come in and, and, and say what, they're, what they do as their dad hacks. Um, but mine is, so I've got two daughters. I've got Phoebe, who's four, and Georgia, who is one. So they're at very different stages. Uh, Georgia doesn't really talk. Uh, she makes a lot of noise, uh, walks. Um, but essentially her bedtime routine is milk and she's asleep hopefully by about eight at the latest. Phoebe, on the other hand, is a different kettle of fish. And, and, and obviously we're reading stories and have been reading stories for the last sort of three years. In the evening, we've got a problem with Georgia that she needs to go to bed and she needs to be calmed and Phoebe wants to be entertained. So my wife is there with Georgia feeding her um, and then she goes to sleep in my wife's arms and I'm reading to Phoebe, but in order for the, for the light level to be okay, I've, I, my dad hack is to put a torch on my head and we sit there in a pretty much darkened front room reading to, to Phoebe with, with a head torch on. I think that's amazing. Is that like a proper, like, um, like a miner's torch? It is a, yeah, not like an industrial one. But that yeah, kind of thing, like a camping yeah, head well, torch, yeah. Well, to, to be honest, yeah, and actually a dad hack on a dad hack. Uh, initially, I'd got a, a little torch that I rested on my shoulder. Uh, which was just ridiculous. Uh, so I then thought, hang on, we've got these little, as I like it, minor uh, head torches, which we then, which I've then put on. See, so, I you think know. that is an absolutely brilliant idea because my daughter's five months and we, you know, read her books before bed and we try to calm her and we have all the lights down low. But you know, my eyesight isn't what it used to be and it's difficult trying to read, just sort of like looking at it, squinting, going, I think that says cabbage. You know, I think, I think <laughs> rabbit or is that, uh, is that rabbi? I don't know, I can't read it properly. But that's a brilliant, that's a brilliant dad hack. Um, I've got to say, if if people have dad hacks of their own, either ones that you've read or ones that you actually do, then definitely get in contact. You can get in contact by sending us an email to dadcastuk at gmail.com or by tweeting us at dadcastuk or by going to Facebook, facebook.com forward slash dadcastuk. Um, because my daughter, Matilda, is five months, we're more into the kind of like, you know, the sensory stuff at the moment, like things for her yeah. to pick up and things for her to play with and things for her to stick in sure, her mouth. Yeah. And there's just loads of stuff that costs stupid amount of money for what it really mm. is and so i found a list of sensory things that you can make at home which is just absolute genius so for example a bit of tupperware with some uh, dried rice in it and a couple of wooden toys and babies <laughs> will play with that for hours like, why do you need to go and buy the egg carton with the singing eggs like just get that um also if you've got like a sandwich bag that seals you know the ones with the little ziplock things yeah if you fill it with hair gel and plastic toys that's pretty good and they'll just really? sit there mash it play with it obviously be careful because if it bursts open then they're yeah gonna, yeah get loads of hair gel on them and also um just like a baking sheet uh like a baking tray with a bit of water in it and a couple of balls floating around on top it keeps them entertained for hours <laughs> It's funny, isn't it? Because it almost sounds like it's like, well, we're doing it because it's cheap. It's not about that. As you said, you it don't is. No, it is. Loads of, well, it, okay, it is because it's cheap. But essentially, yet again, it's something practical, isn't it? Something you can make. Uh, you know, if money was no object, you can go and buy anything and everything. But you're going to accumulate a load of stuff, which at a certain point you've got to get rid of. Your baby may be at risk if you follow any advice given by Perky or Man. So each week on the Dadcast, we want to sort of lead you through 
each different stage of fatherhood as best we know and we're going to start you know where better to start than at the very beginning where you were when you found out that you were going to be a dad so rich where were you when sophie gave you the good or bad news (laughs) no good good news on both occasions with georgia my youngest i was in stornoway the outer hebrides wow and yeah i was doing a show i was doing a pantomime up there and um and you'd been there for about six months and uh... six months <laughs> yeah yeah oh hang on <laughs> and we'd got an idea anyway and the thing is with uh, this is a couple of years ago and the, the the internet is not very good in the outer hebrides and nor is phone signal you've got to be in certain places in order to get it so it was very much that you know i knew certain parts of the theater where i would be able to get any kind of coverage and i just got a photo with a clear blue line on and that's what it was. And it was like, oh, yeah, it was very good, though. Very exciting. And then thinking I'd still got another, I don't know, four or five days before I was coming home in order to be able to actually see her, give her a hug and and, you know, talk about it. And then when we spoke on the phone, it was great. But uh, yeah, so that was quite interesting. And I've got to admit, as far as Phoebe goes, and maybe I'll come back to this on another week, I can't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, I guess that's about five years ago, but that's still no excuse. I cannot remember where I was I guess we were together. Alex, what about well, you? With me. So, what um, about Matilda? Ours, we, Rachel found out two days before Christmas last year. Mm-hmm. And she decided, instead of telling me straight away, she thought, I'll save it for Christmas. So when we woke up in the morning, Christmas morning, she went, uh, do, you, uh, do you want your first presents? And I was like, yeah, okay, yeah, fine, fine. She's going to be this <laughs> tiny little present, tiny little present <laughs> like that. And I opened it and it was a badge. And I thought, why has she bought me a badge? And then yeah. I turned it over, and it was one of those bump on boards, you know, one of the the underground yeah, yeah. things. Yes. And it I'd say, it took me a moment, kind of thinking, why has she bought me this? I've got no practical use of. Oh my god! Oh my god! You know, so <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, really exciting. But a, a few people I've spoken to have kind of it's it's a bit weird because it's not what I felt at all, but I felt like, oh my god, my, my my life has really changed because even though I've made a commitment to this person, now I'm really never going to have a first date again and never definitely going to fall in love again <laughs> and all those kind of things. Even though you've completely made peace with that and are more than happy to to not have it, it's kind of like a, really kind of nailed in that it's never gonna kind of happen again. Although I've, I've I've discovered something the other day, you know, about the old um, never dating and all that kind of thing again. I did feel something the other day. We went to a first aid course in our local town mm-hmm. hall and we went right. along there. We were the first couple in and then there was like another couple came in, uh, Luke and Holly, and they sat next to us and okay. we had a little chat with them and stuff and sort of got on quite well with them, you know, local mum and dad with a kid, kind of the similar kind of age to ours. And then when we left, we kind of all meandered out together and then the four of us like stood on the street corner just kind of chatting to each other and it felt like the end of a first date when you're kind of thinking do we, do we go in for a hug do we do we exchange numbers do we plan to meet again it felt really like oh what are we gonna do we just walked off that's it <laughs> it's funny because you start you suddenly become either connected with people um maybe you see a dad especially as a dad i guess because i suppose up until more recent years it's mainly been mothers that have been the main people looking after children certainly when i grew up it was my mum that was with us the whole time i saw my dad you know at the weekends mainly and sometimes he was away a lot whereas i think it's certainly the generation now uh, with the likes of you and i certainly what we do in terms of sort of acting and voiceover career and stuff like that we've got a lot more connection and a lot more time 
with our with our daughters. Yeah, um, and we can be at home a lot more. And... I- exactly. And what I, I find funny when I've gone sort of for coffees places and I've seen maybe another dad with a child and it's that kind of, you know, there's a connection suddenly, especially if the children start speaking to each other. And then you, you it's almost a bit like you said with your, well, those two, the two people that you met, you're sort of pushed together, but doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to get on or be friends or what's the etiquette you know and you especially as a, a bloke you end up sort of talking children or you know initially does it go straight to nappies or whatever and you think god what am i what am i talking about you know yeah um, and never never as much as uh at lions and cubs you know lions and cubs do you have a line uh, with so there's a class near us all the dads go and we all sit around holding our babies and the babies are kind of playing and we're looking around and you can see on everyone's face the kind of same expression of we don't really know what we're doing <laughs> and then and then you kind of say to you know you speak to the person next you're going to go how old are they and then they say the age and you kind of go yeah yeah and then they go are they uh, are they crawling yet and you go no and everyone just sort of nods and just like rubs their chin and nobody knows what's good and what's bad <laughs> no no and in the same kind of way as with the first aid thing you kind of looking around all the other dads kind of going who's going to be me pal <laughs> yeah yeah it's like first day at school isn't it it really is <laughs> first day I was so nervous going along it really felt like see, I'm going to put on a shirt so I look smart see that's interesting and I've not done any of those have you not so done any of okay. no 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 and that's not me I, I just haven't I don't know I haven't done them I suppose I don't want to do them which is not maybe that's not very good because it's not about me uh, although they don't seem to have suffered so far but but I've gone out a lot with them but I think you you try things out don't you some things work some yeah, things absolutely. some things don't work you know well I think for um, dads particularly there's this thing where because you get less time with the kids mm. because the mum is feeding or the mum does this or the mum does that or has other friends that have uh, you know got babies that they can talk to um with a dad it feels like Am I doing this right? Am I doing it wrong? Yeah. Where, there's, where, where yeah. actually there's loads of things that are right. And there's a couple of things that are wrong, but generally there's just different levels of right. So what you're doing is probably going to be completely fine, but you feel like, oh, do we do we hold the baby this way or do we hold the baby that way? And actually you could do both, you know. But also, I, I don't know if, if it was the same with Rach, but, but so read up loads and loads and loads. So even if she doesn't know, I, I expect her to know. So if something happens, I'll say, well, what do we do? And she'll be honest and sometimes say, well, we do that, that, that. Or other times go, I don't know. Yeah. Why, why do you ask me? And I think, well, because I just think you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're more likely to have the, the answer. And uh, as I think with, with Rachel, she has read up on everything. I've read up on something. She's read up on everything so that um, she's most likely to have uh, an answer. And everything that I've learned is things that she's told me rather than things that I found out. It's just like, I remember Rachel said this once, so that yeah. is the answer <laughs> with this well, I Well, I agree. And I saw the books that were being read and I thought, well, well, you're reading that. We don't probably both need to, to read up on that. And I don't, not in a necessarily an arrogant way, but I just knew Soph would, would take the knowledge and would, would sort of keep it and would store it better than me, you know. And, and I suppose partly because the dad feels the pressure of thinking i must be breadwinner i must bring home the you know the meat and you do feel that. and i think going back to this kind of you know when you first find out the news there is suddenly especially for us because we're both actors and you know living a a self-employed kind of lifestyle you Mm. do sort of think oh god like it's not just me that's going to go hungry if i don't earn any money this month it's going to be yeah it's going to be that baby as well so you do feel you know i definitely felt a lot of pressure to sort of like have a successful career to to sort of bring money in i don't know why i'm going into this like manly voice every time (laughs) but it just feels like yes i must be a man but it's true it's true and i think that there's there's certain pressures that uh, especially if you're walking around with a child in the middle of the day as a dad people are going well well why aren't you working yeah you know 
And you think, well, I am, but it's a different kind of uh, pattern to work, you know. Yeah, yeah. I went to I went to a pub, <laughs> not just me. Uh, it was everyone mm. went to the pub, and I needed to change Matilda, and so right. I took a change bag, took Matilda, went to the bar, and said, you know, where's your uh, change area? And they had one, but it was in the ladies' loo. And it's been like, oh, okay, well, that's not that's not possible, you know. Sometimes yeah. it's in the disabled loo, and that's great; you can go in there and do that. But sometimes it's in the ladies' loo, and it's like, what am I supposed to do now? Do yeah. On the pub floor? I don't know. Maybe yeah. just don't go out to pubs that, <laughs> with no, the baby. That, <laughs> that changing things odd actually because uh, i've had that at, at some play area you know these soft play area loads of balls and stuff like that yeah the changing area is a is a sort of a, a communal changing area and you've i've gone in and there's been a, a lady changing her son so it's completely opposite of me bloke changing daughter lady changing son and we had this kind of um going back to your you know the, the two the couple that you meet yeah you, you're suddenly thrown together and this is sort of a slightly awkward conversation that results in oh what kind of nappies are you using or, or yeah. just you know just stuff that you, know, you don't want to talk about and the ones and it was that my like, wife gives me yeah exactly and it was almost like going to the toilet next to this lady because you know we we're both changing our child it was just a bit odd <laughs> you know and he's like talk 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 get it done as quick as possible and go and don't speak to me anymore <laughs> yeah yeah no no you know and then when and then when i saw her afterwards you know you sort of so ignore her almost because it's just a bit of an awkward situation, you know. Absolutely. I don't know if it's any. I don't know if it's any different for for for, a, for if it's a lady and another lady in there. I don't know. Yeah, or two blokes, but it's all these small things that you never think about before having children. That suddenly you get them and you're like, that's oh, really interesting. The the etiquette and the um yeah, and being forced together, yeah. as you say, with people that you would yeah. have no connection with other than yeah. you both happened to um you know do things that made a baby happen at roughly the same time on roughly the same evening (laughs) you were listening to the perky and man dadcast okay here we go alex uh a fact two-thirds of parents who sing their children to sleep prefer pop music to lullabies i completely go along with that and do you know why for us i don't know the words to many lullabies i thought i did and you'd say the first you know the first couple of lines and then completely i don't know the rest of it at all phoebe loves uptown funk which is not <laughs> not suitable but it's not what you would necessarily think a child likes but she loves uptown funk and and, and knows the words she also knows babushka kate bush <laughs> uh, okay that's, fair enough. that's my influence i don't know if you've heard of these rockabye baby they are lullaby versions of pop and rock groups songs Yes, yes. So, and there's loads. Rock of My Baby, they're really good. So I've got the Rolling Stones, because I really like the Rolling Stones. There are loads out there. There's probably about, I don't know, 25 bands out there. And you can get it on Amazon. And we've got it, uh, we've got like a playlist, uh, which we had for Phoebe to get her to sleep. And we've actually kept it for Georgia. So for the last four years, we've been listening. You know, I've got a sort of a playlist of 12 hours. It goes all through the night. If you get up in a certain point in the night, you hear Rolling Stones lullabies. That's amazing. <laughs> I have heard at some point a whole kind of Elvis one, lullabies yeah. of Elvis yeah. songs. And I'm sure there was a lullaby of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Which... There is. Yeah, there is. There is a whole version. Yeah, they've got. The, exactly. You've got Nirvana. You've also got Metallica. Really? Yeah. And Green Day and David Bowie. And uh, I mean, loads and loads. Ch- check it out. Rockabye Baby. Well, in that case, here's a new thing for us. Rock uh-huh. versions of lullabies. Yes. <laughs> All right, that's one for the future. <laughs> the Perky and Man Dadcast, holding your hand and getting you to push through the first few years of fatherhood. So I read something in the paper the other day. It was in the Daily Telegraph, so it's uh, it, it's a proper newspaper. And what they've said 
is that man flu does exist. Right, this is very controversial for any women listening. But what they've said is that men actually suffer more when they're struck down by the flu because high levels of testosterone can weaken their immune response. Okay, so do you suffer from man flu ever? I've got to admit, I I don't really. No, I don't because okay. I no. I I suppose I don't because I I sort of refuse to believe that I even get a cold. Do blokes admit to having man flu though? Or do, is it something that maybe? Well, they say the, that it's uh, that they have flu, and I guess women sort of call it a man flu. But yeah. the the fact that you don't think you ever sort of suffer from that kind of thing, according to the scientists on this bit of paper <laughs> I've got here, it says um, men that don't feel like they get struck down by the flu um, are actually they've got lower testosterone levels. So actually, you're less of a man than um, the people that do get colds and flus. Oh, sorry, I, I've now heard the question. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to use this um, bit of advice against your your partner, uh, the mother of your child, at least wait until the baby's like five years old because you can't you can't complain about anything to do with how you feel and how your body is <laughs> while the memory of childbirth is still in your, your partner's head, okay? Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, true, 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 true. <laughs> and on that note... <laughs> on that note, we should probably end the show. Thank you so much yeah. for listening. And please, yep. please do get in contact. Yes, via Twitter, via Facebook, or via old-fashioned email. And they're, they're coming up at the sting at the end. I love so the fact is... that the email is the old-fashioned thing. It is, though, isn't it? It's old-fashioned now, you know. <laughs> we could do it via... Well, we could give out one of our addresses and someone could write. That'd be quite nice. Or they could just or turn up at our house now. Let's leave that. Let's leave yeah. that. And we're going to end the show today with uh, a song that I've got a bit of a problem with. Obviously, you hear loads of nursery rhymes and loads of songs when you've got young kids. And this one, I just thought, this is not how it would happen realistically in real life. So um, we'll leave you with this. What would really happen in the five little monkeys bouncing on the bed song? See you next time. Bye. Bye. Five. Five little monkeys bouncing on the bed One fell off and bumped his head Mummy called the doctor and the doctor said Use a cold compress to reduce any swelling and be aware of the risk of concussion Symptoms of which would be drowsiness, nausea and general confusion And of course, it goes without saying, no more monkeys bouncing on the bed Four Monkeys bouncing on the bed One fell off and bumped her head Mummy called the doctor and the doctor said Well, as I mentioned in the previous phone call A cold compress can help with swelling And do keep an eye out for concussion Though I cannot stress enough how dangerous it is Three. To allow your monkeys to bounce on the bed Three little monkeys bouncing on the bed One fell off and bumped his head Mummy called the doctor and the doctor said I do not understand why you keep calling me regarding your little monkeys when you have obviously not taken on board the advice of our previous phone calls I do have major concerns regarding your parenting skills and will have to take action Two little monkeys bouncing on the bed Hello, this is Social Services. Can I come in, please? Mummy called the doctor and the doctor said... That's it! I'm calling the police! One. One little monkey... Alright, come on, open up! Open up, please, here! This is the police! 
Man Dadcast on iTunes and get more of this sort of informed discussion whenever they get round to recording the next one. Get in contact by emailing dadcastuk at gmail.com, by tweeting at dadcastuk, or by visiting facebook.com forward slash dadcastuk.